1: Hey there, Beverly Hills 90210 fans. It's now time to dive deep into an episode-by-episode, character-by-character, song-by-song account of the making of your favorite zip code with your
2: host, Charles Rosen. I sit in the chair. It's one of Sandy's antiques The whole
3: thing breaks.
1: Larry Mullen.
3: He shouldn't be in the show. I hope they're going to kill him. And they did.
1: Pete Up
3: My, like, TV crush is Claire Arnold. So, I mean, she has to come on the show at this and point. And
0: representing the fans, Lily Amarin. And I love you.
1: I
3: have
0: dreamt about you. I... What?
1: Along with many special guests. And your questions. So sit back and relax because it's, like, totally time for the Beverly Hills 90210 show.
3: Okay. Okay. A brand new intro there, right? Kicking it up a little bit. Very uh,
2: nice, guys. Yeah. Sure, bring cool. up the time I, I I ruined Candy's chair. Okay.
3: <laughs> I love that story. Fine, you know. <laughs> we can revisit that.
2: We got. We got. A...
4: I, I, I knew the story, but I until I, so you just mentioned, I forgot when you did that.
3: <laughs> uh, we got a great group here today. I'm super excited to have everybody here. Uh, let's catch up, uh, Charles Rosen. How is everything going on your end? Uh, I think there's a, a new family member in your life. Yes.
2: Oh yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm you know I, I get to spend time with my, our first grandchild, little Helen B. She's very cute. She's already running the show. Uh, uh-huh. Which, uh, is my, my, which is very tough on my dog, but No, it's it's been a good time, and uh, you know we're having a fourth without the beach and the fireworks, but uh, we're all together, so should be good.
3: Yes, very cool. And, and baseball,
2: uh, well, and baseball's uh, only twenty-five or thirty days away. So
3: I know fire. I can't yeah. wait. I know we're opposite teams, but that's that's okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah just the concept not.
2: that somebody would be doing something other been talking on zoom right yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes uh
3: lily uh how's everything going in the fans a very active very active week i see right lots going on there
1: lily
0: it's good it's good it's going great we're so excited to be here tonight with tony and chuck and yes. trying to get jessica on but i don't think she's received my message yet
3: Okay, Jessica might may join us. We'll see. And then, of course, the man who did so much with casting, a legend in the industry, uh, Tony Shepherd. Thank you for joining us. I know uh, we're super excited to hear about all this kind of stuff. How are you doing, man? How's quarantine for you? You're with Disney now. Has that been a, an adjustment for you with everything that's going on?
4: Yeah, it's been uh, yeah. So, so, so my my day job is I lead artist relations for the Disney destinations globally. Um, which is a fancy way of saying when your favorite TV, film, singers, all those folks want to visit a Disney park anywhere in the world, I take care of their visits. So I make sure they have as great a time as uh, an everyday guest does. So I sell the celebrity strategy for all of our vacation destinations. So obviously we've um, been completely shut down globally up until about 30 days ago. And everything's kind of coming back online. Um, I'm, I'm based in Orlando, although I travel the world. And, um, uh, we're slowly getting things back open Walt Disney world opens a week from Saturday. So, um, there you
3: go. Yeah. That's awesome. Uh, I mean, it's interesting though. Interesting times. Yeah. And certainly for Disney, I'm sure this is, must be, uh, something that you've never had to experience ever.
4: Yeah. It, it's, it, I mean, have, have any of us, I mean, it if right. you know, um, uh, although I, I, I have to say, if I if I ever hear um, the expression, you know, the new normal, and um, you know, uh, let's see where we are in two weeks again.
1: <laughs>
2: yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it is. Uh, you know, it's uh, you know, I think about especially, I mean, Flor- you know, it all is relative. But here we got Florida, Texas, California and we're all in Arizona and we're all virus. Uh, you know, vying for which state's going to spiral out of control first. Yeah. At yeah. This point, a little bit. Yeah.
4: yeah. It's, it. yeah, it's very challenging. And, you know, well, anyway, it's, it, it's a whole, yeah. it's a whole other topic. We're going to talk about
3: 90210 like- and all this great stuff. Yeah, for sure.
4: Yeah.
3: Um. Listen, guys, I'm going to do something fun today. I'm going to give away a free t-shirt from the Beverly Hills 90210 store. Yeah. Look at this, okay, at the Beverly Hills 90210 Show Shop. We got a, Dylan's uh, little car there. That's a nice little... Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, uh, we got we got Brandon's thing over here, too. So here's how you're going to do it. Uh, we need some iTunes, Apple Podcast reviews. So uh, head over, do an Apple Podcast five-star review, and then email me. Let me see what my email... I'll pop that up here for you guys. Peter at BeverlyHills90210 show.com. Show me that you did that someone is going to get a free shirt by the end. Lily, remind me that someone's getting a free shirt by the end. <laughs> um, all right. So let me ask you, uh, Tony, how did you get into this?
0: Hey, Pete, Jessica's hanging out backstage.
3: Yeah, I don't see her, though. I, I, I saw that she said that. I don't see her, don't see her hanging out. Yeah.
0: She says she's been here forever.
3: Um, but i don't see I, I tell her to leave and come back in try, try it again like leave exit the room like leave studio and, leave come, and
0: back. come
3: back yeah Get out and I'm come sorry out. yeah tony so so tell me about uh, how you got yeah. into the the world of Aaron Spelling and more specifically 90210
4: um so uh i uh, uh, i came to Aaron from abc um, I was uh, head of current series casting at ABC from 1981. No, I'm lying. 1979 to 1981. Um, this just shows you that I am indeed 100 years old. Um, uh, and then was with Aaron from 1981 to 1995. So I actually did leave the company before 902 when I was done, but I was there for most of of the of the uh, of the of the years and some sort of the- beginning.
2: When it was called Aaron's Broadcasting Company.
4: Yeah, right? so um, um, it's interesting, when I first went to work for Aaron and I came from ABC, which was, and I don't want to get hung up on this because I know everybody wants to hear about another two and I don't know what i talking about, but um, there was an agreement basically between Aaron and ABC that he would not poach uh, executives from the network. Because at the time um, when I joined Aaron, he could only do television for ABC, that his contract, he was exclusive. So still to this day, I'm not quite sure how they pulled that off, but he called and I went and it was it was great. But I worked on, you know, 90210 obviously is a is a, um, uh, a, a happy, vivid memory of my time there. But I worked on the casting of shows like uh, obviously zero, Melrose Place, I did 11 years of The Love Boat. I did nine, 10 years of Hotel. Um, I worked on every single episode of Dynasty from the first to the last. Shows like Mac Houston. Um, The list goes on and on and on. Um, It was by the time I left, I either overseen the casting or personally cast almost 1,700 hours of television and film. I cast The Ball's of last series, which we could do three hours on. Um, that That was pretty extraordinary. And then you know uh somewhere along the way 90210 uh uh came up it was so
2: so let me put one thing in context for the yeah. fans in the network era at fox the three networks cbs nbc abc fox being a broadcast startup every show that tony mentioned was gone most of the people who made those shows gone any other commitments any other networks none only one pilot only one show in the hamper from this once great company. And it's called the Class of Beverly Hills.
4: You know, it. it Chuck's right, and and it, so, um, I, if I can put it in other context. It's like, okay, your pre-show Tony, Jessica,
1: Jessica.
3: <laughs> <laughs> we've got Jessica Klein.
4: There um, go. um, sure. hi guys,
1: <laughs> hey Tony,
4: hey Jess, good to see you. Um, uh, if you imagine that your mickey mantle barry bonds and willie mays all rolled into one you are the most powerful producer in television at one particular point we had seven count of seven series on the air. seven i mean it, no one does that today i mean it hasn't been done in years it's seven series on the air. um it's it, we were so busy, I couldn't read all the scripts. I mean, you know, just for the current series that were going on, right? One series times 22 episodes and trying to manage all of that, right? Um, but then, as Chuck said, it all vanished, it all stopped. And as I'm sure you've talked about a ton on other episodes, Barry Diller called Aaron, Barry was running the, the, the startup Fox network, and said, you know, we want to do this show about you know today's kids in high school and we think Aaron's the guy to do it and Aaron and Barry were good friends and Aaron and he said this publicly this is not a secret is why do they pick me to do this you know hey. at that time he was he was a hundred I'm being slightly facetious but you know and you know thank god he found Darren star who had a voice and kind of got it and obviously it won from there so you know from terms of place setting and all of that You know that's a bit of background. I can tell you this: to me, and the people that I work with on it, on the pilot at the time, it was it was another pilot. It was just a it was it yeah. There's a lot of focus on it that year because, as Chuck said, it was the company's only pilot. Mm -hmm. But honestly, it it was just like okay, next project, right? Well, also it it was kind of even though casting in this
2: ring was was Spelling's domain, it was a bastard pilot because. You know, given what Tony just said, that Aaron was, and said facetiously, Aaron was 100 years old and Fox was trying to pass themselves off as, you know, the hip network, yeah. they needed to find hipness. So CAA represented a very hip company of music videos mm-hmm. uh, called Propaganda, did all of Madonna's videos with all these great directors like David Fincher and, and, and Leslie Linklada and a whole bunch of really, you know, stars that came out of it. Mike obey did them for them. So it was the merging of the two. So it even was, you know, creatively, I think a lot of push and pull. And um you know, it was uh you know, in, in, in and then came the process that they, you know, now had to make it and the first step of course is casting. Right. And you had so had you ever worked with Joanna Ray before? Yeah,
4: oh, I Joanna know. Joanna was my idea. I mean, when, when we would do shows, I mean, I couldn't cast everything personally. You know, right. that would be, again, to put it in context of what, so that, so that people watching can understand. If I were to have cast everything we did personally, that'd be the equivalent of one cook, right, on mm. every single meal, right, on a cruise ship. It's just, there's too many plates in the air, you can't do it. So you have right. to have... You know, you, you, you have to have a lot of people. So what I would do is I would hire a casting director and I would um, um oversee it and work hand in hand with them. If memory serves, and, and, and you'll hear me say this throughout the time we're together. I'm old, so I forget <laughs> stuff. But um uh, I don't think Joanna was the first choice. I f- want to say we went... I think I called Jane Jenkins and Janet Hershenson, who are legendary feature casting people, who had done a lot of work on, you know, a lot of teen movies, and they weren't available. And the guys at Propaganda loved Joanna and were very supportive. Um, So that's how she ended up doing the project. And we were friends. It was great. Yeah. Um, You know, here, some of the things that I remember from the pilot, there's a there's a handful of stories that I remember. Um, Jason was tied to another series. He was he had done a pilot for I pretty much bet the house on the fact that it was NBC. He'd done a pilot for them. It didn't sell. It was in the previous cycle. Mm-hmm. And for your viewers, and and, and it, this is this is could be very different today. Um, when you would make a pilot, you would have two selling seasons basically. You'd have, uh, you know, uh, spring or fall. Um, so if it didn't sell in the fall, they would have a second bite at the apples. So they basically held you for a year. So Jason made a pilot for NBC. I don't remember the name of it. Um, it didn't sell. Technically, he was tied to that project. But Chuck mentioned CAA. CAA represented Aaron. Mm-hmm. And days, you know, CAA had tremendous influence over network schedules and worked very closely with the networks. And they would always know pretty much what was going to sell and what was going to happen before, you know.
2: Absolutely. You know, they had this great strategy where they would do this to people and it would be, work out really great. <laughs>
4: <Yeah>. <laughs> um, so, um, you know, we brought Jason in to read. Um, when we went to the network, It it, it was just Jason. I don't think we took anybody else. And um, we did that based on the fact that, um, you know, we had great intel through CAA that that show was not going to sell. You know, had that, whatever that show was, whatever it was, if it was at all good, I'm telling you, NBC really could have screwed Fox and could have screwed us by just picking it up, you know? I mean, had they had they wanted to have been, you know, uh, you know, bad about it, they could have picked, they could have just picked up Jason and paid him for six episodes or whatever his contract was. Right. It would have, it would have it would have so it was it was dangerous.
2: It was in one sense, Tony, but you know, Fox was it just you know, I always they were a glorified syndication company. I mean, I'm sure NBC didn't people didn't think about Fox. I always when we get into it a little beyond the pilot. I mean, I was always amazed that we, that, you know, why the actors that would get sent to us in the first twelve almost had no credits. You know, I mean, hard to get people to come to Fox, especially for our little show. So when we got good people, when they did walk in, it was really, will you stay forever kind of thing.
3: Yeah. yeah, So When you when you get this show, you get the nine oh two and oh show. So are you say you you got a list of who's going to be in the pilot? You got all the characters and whatnot. Okay.
4: We got a script.
3: Yeah. So oh, now, so you're saying Jason was the only one that you kind of knew we can do, we could do something?
4: Yeah. With. I, mean, I mean, we read. You know what? There was one other guy. And now I'm remembering. I can't think of his name. I can't remember. There's one other guy. Um, Wind up
3: in the cast or or
4: uh, one other guy we took to the network actually. Um, okay. For the role yeah, of, of Brandon. Or, what for the, for the role of Brandon? Is one right? other guy? Cannot remember his name. Mm-hmm. I can see his face. Um, it's okay. But- But it was one of those things where, and this is a trick that used to happen all the time. Um, And by the way, uh, for those people out there who are future television producers and directors, um, this is a dangerous thing to do. What you do is, is you bring somebody to the network who, you know, you, the production company, in your mind, you're saying to yourself, they're never going to get this to make your first choice look so much better. And I'm telling you, there have been pilots that have been destroyed because the network has insisted on going with the other guy in the pilot roster. So, you know, it, it's one thing I would. And they done that. Yeah. 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 So I would, I would always gently remind, you know, um, um, I would gently remind Aaron, in the post-ABC days, right? Um, when it was when he was just on ABC and it was Aaron's Broadcasting Company, he captured if wanted to. You know, it was it, it was you know, Aaron went in with his choice. He would let the network people talk, and then he would say, we're going with X, and that was that. Yeah, um, oh wow. new network, new ball game. you know, um, uh, you don't have any shows on the year, we're the new kids in town.
1: You
4: know. Right. Um, so, um, but when we went to the network with Jason, whoever this other guy was, slam dunk, we knew it was going to be him. Um,
3: so that's interesting, I think, for fans, right, that Jason was the first sort of – the the first one, the one that we were going to sort of center around at that. Yeah. Point. yeah. What about the sister uh, Brenda? Was was well, somebody asked here a question? Back. Someone asked a question here. Wasn't Jason's real life twin considered for Brenda? Or is that true?
4: Uh, yeah, Lori. He she 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 was. Um, and uh, as I recall, the reading was just. Him. Right. Sorry. Uh, let's come back. Let's to come. Brenda. Back. Okay. Yeah, because it, it's it, it, that's probably a longer conversation. Okay, uh, <laughs> uh, Jenny Garth. Um, and I'm, I uh, you know, casting people we're, were the first to always admit when you know we miss something. Um, Jenny is, and to this day, is managed by one of my very favorite people, a guy called Randy James. And Jenny had gone into Reed for. Joanna. And a day or so afterwards, Randy had called Joanna and said, You know, how did Jenny do? And Joanna said, uh, Yeah, she's okay. And so, it, 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 you know, and the question was, Are you going to bring her on to the producers? And Joanna said, I don't think so. And Randy called me and asked if I would read her. So she came in and read for me, and this is another one of those where, honestly, I don't remember this, but other people have told me is what happened. Jenny, uh-uh. went, it was just the two of us, I read with her. I asked her to step outside. I picked up the phone, I called upstairs, and I said, what's he doing? And I brought Jenny upstairs, and she read one-on-one with me for Aaron, and then she went to the network and she got it. Yeah. And Jenny has been lovely and kind enough over the years to um, tell that story publicly Um, and has always been enormously grateful. And she's one of my favorite people. I adore her.
3: Now, okay, let me ask you a question about Tori. There's always been this rumor, and Uh, then you
4: Tell me the story. I (laughs) I was there
3: you know, that she, she didn't know and knew who she was. We've heard this as, ki- as a kid that no one knew who she was. They didn't know that this was Aaron's daughter. And then she came in and she wowed everybody and she got the part. Is that, is that how you recall it? Or is it a little bit different?
4: It's only a tiny bit different. Okay. So in the pilot, there was a very small role. It was very tiny. Um, It was about four lines. And I, I want to say it was, Jenny's best friend or it's Jan's best friend—I don't remember which character's best friend it was. Mm-hmm. And Aaron called me and said he wanted he wanted Tori to read for it, but he wanted Tori but he wanted Tori to get it on her own merits. And look, um, I I have a I have a love hate relationship with Aaron Spelling that uh, you know uh, is um, is deeper I, than most people's. You know, um, and, um, you know, it, 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 it's, it, it's, and we, we had a very complicated relationship. Um, but I am one who always believes in credit where credit's due. And he, this is what we did. He called me and he said, he wants her to read for it. And what I did was I remember I sat down with the typewriter. I typed out her resume and on the resume was cheap done jobs. Mm-hmm but we changed her name. On the resume was Victoria Martin. Never forget the name, Victoria (laughs) Martin. That's where Donna Martin came from. Interesting. And um, and so she went in, she read for Tim Hunter who directed the pilot. Nobody else, she didn't have to go to the network because it wasn't a series regular. Right. It was a few pilot. So she read for Tim. We brought in a couple of other people and Tim went, I like her, let's use her. But she got the she got the job in the pilot on her own merits no other way how she got how she became a series regular
3: a little bit different
4: different story right. but she got the job on her own so that's that's, that's, a, a, that's actually a Charles story for another time
3: okay let's save that though yeah
4: um, you know, <laughs> uh, nothing nothing particularly unique about Ian. Ian was just a you know one of the guys who came in the red with a few others um as I remember the character of Steve was not that prominent in the pilot. I mean, it was really, right. the, and, and, and Brandon. So, you know, he went in red, whatever. Great. Brian Austin Green mm. was a minor. He was not an adult. Um, and by the way, um, um, uh, I can tell this because I can selfishly plug my own um, um, business right now. But uh, when we opened star Wars galaxy's edge uh, here at um uh, here at Walt Disney World, Brian came for the opening.
3: Oh, very cool! Yeah, I know he's a big fan of all that stuff. Yeah. He's a huge Star Wars fan.
4: Mm-hmm. And, um, we hadn't seen each other in in a while, so I got to hang out with him and his kids, and um, uh, uh, the mother of his kids. I guess that's the correct thing to say. Um, uh, it was great. It was it, it, it was a really 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 nice reunion. It was great. Um, uh, and I remember there were a couple of other people, couldn't tell you who the actors were, but there were a couple of the folks who read for it and who were of age. And they liked Brian so much that they that they hired him. And i say that, again, for the people who are watching, there's all sorts of labor law restrictions when you're under 18.
0: Mm-hmm.
4: It, 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 you, you, know, you can work less hours and you got to have a certain number of hours of school. and And there's all these restrictions. And... By the way, working with a lot of Disney Channel kids right now—it's my wife. I, you know, I, I know what that's about. Um, so um, it, they were willing to sacrifice that because because they liked him so much, right? Oh, and last in terms of regulars that I can think was Gabby.
3: Um, yeah. Well, before uh, sure you get to Gabby, what about uh, what about uh, David's uh, sidekick? Yeah. You know, so
4: he was he was such a good kid, and he was so nice. And he did a nice job. And Chuck, do you remember? I think it was budgetary the reason they caught him going to series. I, I I don't remember. I think it was budgetary. It
2: was always budgetary, Tony. Do you remember that we squeezed Ian and he had to do a, you know, seven out of 13 for the yep. first run, which if anybody thought this was going after oh, seven out of 12, nobody yep. thought it was going, you know, there uh, really. Yep. So, you yep. know, it, it just was one of these endeavors that happy to be working, but, you know, you know, the there was a lot of confusion. I went, you know, we we talked about Darren hasn't talked publicly about it a lot, but a lot of confusion, a lot of pulling and pushing and pulling and, and, and things along those lines. So, um, the fact that it uh, and and even just before, but just one thing about the pilot and then going back to of course to Brenda and then we'll move court. But I before I was um, coming on, I you know I always put on YouTube and blast a song before you know starting from the era. And it was that song that they used, Jessica, at the end of the pilot, they used the song "Rome" by the B-52s.
3: Love that song. Yeah.
2: And the, the song, in fact, there was a full two weeks, whether are we going to make this our opening credits or not? Mm. You know, and, and, you know, it would be a good song. We couldn't afford it. So it was, it was a little moot. But the fact of the matter is, is that, you know, you're listening to that and you realize, no matter what you may have thought about the pilot in its roughest stage, Tony, in that two hour, the 90, even the 90 minute was that originally was a little hanky before some things got tightened up. And you got to that song at the end and then you did a, 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 you know, the typical Aaron spelling, here are the highlights to the song and the credits. And you went, Oh yeah, I like her. Oh yeah. I like that scene. Oh yeah. This. (laughs) And, um, but and it was good. But you know, the, the the funny thing is, well, talk about Brenda and then I, I want to ask you one thing about casting in the pilot. Yeah. Well so, well
3: first before Brenda we we oh, have. Gabby, we have Gabby. Gabby. Yeah, yeah. you
4: so, know, so here's the thing. Um, and I I'm not sure how we found out about this. But Gabby was thirty two, mm. I think. When she the first season of 90210. I mean, Gabby was I mean, you know, and she was still playing high school kids. I mean, it was it, it, it was pretty extraordinary. And the one thing I remember and by the way, I think she uh, was she was 30. She was 30 30 30. Maybe, yeah. she was, uh, 29. I, I was 29.
3: 29, Lily, Lily, thank you. Uh,
4: Twenty nine. T- <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, and by the way, obviously she's now president of the screen actress. Gillen has done great work. Um uh Disney owns Nat Geo. She's done some stuff for Nat Geo. I saw Gabby. Uh, at the last D twenty three convention, she's fantastic. Yes, it is is, it, it, it is great, um, and she she talked to me about her audition. Then I, again, she remembered it vividly and said that it was you know um, thank me and oh my god this is so amazing and thanks for the help. And I remember none of it. I remember none of it. Um, but um, what the, the point I was going to make was Aaron was like everybody sworn to secrecy. Nobody dares say how old she is. And I do remember when we were at the network, somebody said, How old is she in the room? And there was this kind of dead silence among everyone spelling who was there. And I think I think Aaron chomped on his pipe and said, uh, uh uh, I don't know. And the and the, and the subject was changed. Um, I don't think it's <laughs> been sold and the series was picked up um that um that, that anybody found out. As far as Brenda's concerned um i uh, since i since since chuck asked me to come on i thought a lot about this and um I, i believe that to be honest is the best policy yes um um shannon is not the person today that she was then um but i will tell you the following about shannon um First of all, she was um, she'd been out of work for a while before she had done the pilot of Nano Two One O. Heathers had been a few years before, and she hadn't worked a lot since. Joanna Ray, and I've never said this publicly, Joanna Ray got a phone call from um, from a producer. I don't I do not know who it is or who it was and said, and the producer said to her, quote, whatever you do, do not hire that girl. You will be sorry, end quote. And so Joanna called me and I went, what, she an ax murderer? I mean, come on. What what could be wrong with
3: this person? It's
4: gonna be fine. Um, The other thing is, is that um, um, Shannon slept on my couch during the shooting of the pilot. She had nowhere else to go. Wow. So we, we had a we we had a a, a a we were we were very good friends, um, and she was incredibly talented. There was not there was not one doubt in the room when she went in and auditioned. Um, just somebody
1: said
3: you look really lovely today. I just happened to glance over to
2: the comments.
4: <laughs> she always yes. does. Yes. yes, very nice. Yes. Diana said really this. Really lovely
3: looks so lovely today. Yes, she oh, does.
1: Thank you very much.
3: Yeah, she does. By the way, welcome to the show, uh Jessica. Yeah, <laughs> you're know, yeah. gossiping How has everything been with you? Are you are you doing well? The, you're the most.
4: About
1: Shannon, not me. Okay, I just want to you know. Yeah. I, okay. Yeah.
4: Should I show this picture, Chuck? I, I I I think you may have put it up, but I can somewhere. Yeah. I, I can show this picture. Oh no, wait, they put it up. You got and the you one on, with there the you go. yeah, oh, you got right. Alice in
3: Wonderland. Yeah,
4: um, yeah. No, that so, was all right. that, so that picture was taken ironically at Disneyland on Main Street the day before the pilot started shooting. We drove down there, and we went and 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 we went to Disneyland together the day before. Um, the only other thing I'll share at this point is I will say that um, um, there were times when. She was a dream to work with. There were times she was an absolute nightmare, Chuck got the brunt of it. Mm. Um, And I will tell you that I can count on both hands and both feet the number of times I got calls and had to either call her or drive out to the set and pull her aside and talk to her. Mm. That was not something that was a big part of my life in those days. Most of the actors that we worked with were pretty, um, pretty normal and pretty easy to deal with. She was, she was a handful and um, I can tell you that the last time working at the company that I saw Shannon, I was at the spelling house, the manor, um, and I was at the house with Aaron, and Tori was home, and she and, she and uh, Shannon and Tori were in the house, and I'm standing in a hallway, and Shannon walked right by me, looked at me, and never said a word, didn't even acknowledge it. I mean, it's like it was not like there were a 100 people. there was me in a hallway with her. She walked right by, and never noticed, And that's the last time I saw her face to face. Mm. So, Here's yeah.
3: that picture that you guys were talking about. That's you and Shannon. Um, I
4: was so young.
2: You know, there was one other person in the pilot, though, that I've got to talk about because yeah. what was her name? Leslie Vega or Biega? The one who played the rich girl. Marianne Moore. What?
0: She yeah. played Marianne
2: Moore, Leslie. Marianne Moore, the actress. Yeah, yeah. I look at the pilot, and I'm thinking that Jessica, you, when you, this was before even for you and Steve joined, I'm looking at the pilot, thinking about all the episodes I'm going to write about her, because she was the rich girl in the big house, and she was uh, Tony and I uh, grew up. Not that far from each other, and and we knew girls like that in houses and situations like that. So I'm thinking, oh, this is a real one. And then, but there was no love lost there, yeah. And she wasn't even in the mix. No, no,
4: I, you
2: know,
3: no. I thought that she was definitely going to be, you know, watching the pilot. as a kid, I thought she would have been in the mix moving forward with the show because she was right. she had gotten so much, uh, you know, play in that episode for sure. Yeah.
2: See, did you see that, everybody? See what Tony did? This. <laughs> It's a very important little uh you know, code in Los Angeles here. You know, the heart the, the, the epicenter of greed. So <laughs> what
4: what what's changed, what's changed dramatically in TV these days is that um you know these days programming that's made by whether it's whether it's cable, whether it's networks, or whether it's um you know, streaming, the companies that that, that actually distribute the shows also have ownership of them back in these days the shows were owned by the production companies and our studios and them. and what what there was is is that the network would give you 50 dollars to make a show but the show would cost 125 and it was your responsibility as the production company to go out and find the other 75 um and you know thankfully um uh you know we had a distribution company um and aaron would deficit finance because in those days all the profits from syndication, all that stuff were owned by the production company and our studio. The network didn't get any of it. All different now. So the reality of it is Fox being the tiny little brand new startup. They didn't have the money. As a matter of fact, they weren't paying the license fees that the network, they were networked, but the, you know, the license fees that-, that, that um, they... Oh,
2: no, no, Tony, you're absolutely right. And my, the, the uh, podcast, the people listen know this. We had the lowest license fee in network television for the first two years. After that, we got a reprieve, and I stopped worrying about that. The first two years, I mean, it was, it was, we would, we would, you know, we would start every episode behind in the pattern budget, practically, you know? It was no way, you know, so that was, we just dealt with it, and we figured out ways to have, you know, very long scenes between two people looking at each other's eyes, and it was romantic, you know? (laughs) But we had no choice. Um, no This thing is great. So Jimmy? Uh, yeah, kissing is free, exactly. <laughs> yeah,
4: so we should we should probably chat about um um our dear sweet friend Luke a little bit.
3: Before we do that, I want to just pop this comment. Somebody popped it, Melinda Berg. Shannon was a handful, but she was super talented. I think we all appreciate all right. her work and uh, we, her fight that she's going through. So obviously yeah, we're all, exactly. we're talking about something from 30 years ago, right, Tony?
4: Yes, absolutely. And I and I really hope I made that clear is that she's a different woman today. I mean, yes. she really is. And remember, as bad as it was at the end, she came back to work for Aaron. Don't forget That's that. Right. she's a charm, you know? Yeah. Um, so it's it, it, only once. No, right, so right because were, I wasn't going to say, but you know, um, <laughs> yeah, it's. I don't care. I, I don't care how, um, you know, it, what what the circumstances are. If you are, if you're that awful, right, off camera. Mm. If you're not unbelievably good on camera, right. Uh, episode one, season three, Brenda gets a facelift. Brenda gets her face done. Brenda gets plastic surgery. And Jane Doe is the new Brenda Walsh.
3: Right. So. Yeah. So she's a phenomenal talent. And we, we, you know, obviously all the fans that watch our podcast and watch the show love her. So, I mean, it's important that we make that clear. Um, yeah. uh, but before we hop to Luke, um, Jim and Cindy, I wanted to ask you about them. Well, they're in the pilot. Yeah. Right.
4: Yeah. 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 Um you
0: know, when
2: you're the 7th and 8th. James
3: Eckhouse wasn't. That's right. right. right.
2: Eckhouse is the one that you and I did together. Carol was in it. She was good. But James, I don't know if you probably did. I know Tony doesn't remember this. James, sometimes you have a go in auditions. I didn't know very much about auditions. In fact, prior to us casting, uh, Tony, you and I casting, um, working together to cast Luke and, and Jim Eckhouse, I had only been in any casting session for 3 days on a beach boy movie i wrote len hill was the producer and the only reason that he liked writers to go to casting as he told me he said you get free re- rewrites you know you're here you're part of the process and i had i didn't know what to say to actors Ben would say um, nice adjustments so I I used that for the whole first season. <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't, you know, I didn't really know. But I did know that when James Eckhouse walked in the room, I had seen him on Thirty Something. I knew he was a good actor, and I could tell on his face he was. It was hot afternoon. It was summer. It was a lot of traffic, and he didn't want to be in this little show. And his first reading wasn't very good. It didn't matter. We brought him back for number two, and there that was. So at least I knew that by human nature, because <laughs> and also. As when you look at him in profile he looked like my father so you know he had that leg up
4: <laughs> and, and i remember um I, I remember when it came to the parents right um aaron didn't aaron was like Gray fine i mean he, he wasn't that you know he knew the, were the focus he wasn't really you know um so um i assume you've told the luke story um
3: no, I don't think we, we haven't really? had that here. No. Be- before we jump into that, before we came on, Char- Charles said, uh, you know, that Jessica was great because she loved actors, and you, you loved all of these, uh, all the actors, right? So did you, do you, do you, what did really? you...
1: <laughs> I was taught very early on that actors are props. But, um, you know, I, I got along with the actors. I got along with Shannon. I, I... But we didn't go to the studio that much. The truth is, we were too busy writing. And uh, I had worked in soap operas uh, before, Mm -hmm. in in another life before I moved into primetime. And in soaps, you're taught early on, never talk to an actor. Because all they want is for their storyline to be increased. And so we learned to be scared if yeah. you're ever caught alone with one of them <laughs> and we, we were friendly and supportive and but 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 paul's job paul we- uh, but paul Weigner's job was to handle them when they were uh, unhappy every now and then i was asked to talk to one of the girls mm-hmm. you know after after jenny had been on drugs for forever the character after she was on Kelly. drugs and yeah. um she'd gone through a one more terrible surrus after another, she begged me, please, please, make my character happy again, so I can wear a pretty dress mm. and it was like that was <laughs> but that was the extent of the type of talk we 'd have right. if other than friendly and let 's have a party, and why don 't you come that kind of
3: that 's cool stuff, yeah that's the kind of conversations you want to have, yeah. all right, so probably okay. something that was wonderful and beautiful, you were just going to start talking about is is Luke Perry. Uh, you were just gonna start telling that story, I think.
4: You know, um, uh, somebody I see off the right um, um, mentioned that Dylan was not uh, slated to be a permanent character. It was only supposed to be in a couple of episodes. Um, he was starting yes. this a couple of episodes because they wanted to see what the chemistry was gonna be with with the with the girls in the show. Um, I will never forget this bad Fox as long as I'm on this earth. This was, was it season two? Season one, when was it? Season one. Season one, yeah. Season um, one episode one. Right, so um, between the pilot and the series, that's right, between the pilot finishing and the series being picked up, um, uh, they were making changes and these people left and these people are going to stay and 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 we need to find this guy. And In those days, and I imagine it's no different now, these are the hardest people in the world to find. A guy with edge, a guy with, you know, a look. Um, Somebody's going to have chemistry with your, with your, you know, with your female lead, and um, um, somebody who can actually act. Mm. And we did something that um, you never ever do. You never do this. We brought one actor to the network, and it was him. We only brought okay. him to the network to read. It's, that's never, that's never a smart thing to do because, um, uh, a a guy that I obviously worship, um, um, said it better than anybody. Walt Disney said, it's very hard to make a choice. It's very hard to make a decision from a choice of one. Mm. And you know, that applies very much in casting, but Aaron felt so strongly about Luke that he only took Luke to the network. And so we went, Chuck, I can see that room. It was tiered. I can see that room at Fox like it was... Down,
2: down in the basement, yeah.
4: I will never forget it. And um, uh, Luke went in and he read. And it was God awful. It was a terrible reading. And, and Aaron leaned over to me. And he whispered in my ear. He said, take him outside and go talk to him. And I walked outside and listen, I I, I you know, I, I, I've been I've been working with actors for going on 40 plus years now. And this is what I said to him. I walked up to my grabbed by the shoulders, I looked at him in front of the eye and I said, Luke, calm the F down and turn around and walk back in the room. I like a thing to say. Just calm the down. He was right. like he was all over the place. And he came back in. And he read again, and to his credit, he calmed down, and he read better. Mm. Luke left, and Chuck, maybe you remember, I don't know, was it Peter Chernin? I can't remember who it was at the time in the room. Maybe it was Barry. I don't remember. Um, But they turned to Aaron and said, Aaron, you know what? Um Yeah, Diller, there.
2: it wasn't Diller. Diller wasn't involved at all. It was Chernin. Yeah, it
4: was Peter. It was Peter where Diller. was he was president of the network. And Peter said, Aaron, you know, I'm just gonna be honest with you. We don't see it. You know, he's, he, he's a, he's a good looking guy. We don't see it. And Aaron stood up and looked at him. And Aaron's never said this before or since he said, you know what, guys, I feel so strongly about this that I'm going to cast him and you guys don't have to pay for him. In other words, um, you get, there's a thing in, in network budgets. that was called breakage. So Normally, adding this character, they would have gotten X number of dollars more in the license fee to pay for this character. Aaron said he would pay for it. It wouldn't be charged to the network. And my friends, from that day forward until the final day of Beverly Hills 90210, the total amount of money that Fox paid for Luke Perry was zero. Spelling paid for it from day one till the last day he was the loveliest kindest gentlest sweetest guy he was if you if you've seen him in interviews or talking um what you saw was what you get he was he was as kind and lovely to a stranger as he was to people who loved him um um, I, i caught up with him a year or so before um, um, he passed. I was out in LA, and we were um, and we were together, um, and it was like we'd never been apart. He was an amazing guy, and I loved him dearly, and we all did. Um, and somebody said, somebody said, "Do I think, um, do we think that the show would have been the same if it weren't for him? I don't know that it would have been the hit that it was without him. I not think- at all. Definitely
1: There's No not.
2: way. And you know, that is why that it circles back to something I wanted to say. I think." You might feel the same way, Jessica. You know, Aaron looked at what we had and what we were doing, and the the uh, the that we were having working with this new network that really didn't uh, uh, made it so difficult to develop material, and looked and said, "Around, if I don't make a, you know, like do my Hail Mary pass now and go for the touchdown." We're not. we got nothing here, and and uh, and that's not a belittle to our cast or anybody else involved. But you put that picture up of Luke, and you see yeah. that that he was at the you know that modern edge that you talked about. And one thing I I know in in the lore of Aaron Spelling that I do believe to be true, and this certainly is the, the, the start <laughs> of Tony. That this is something he did really well was casting. <laughs> he knew what he wanted, and he knew that that sense. He used to talk about, I remember seeing him once on the Tom Snyder show talking about, he could tell who he wanted the moment they walked in the room. And oh. I remember at, you know, being home at, you know, one 15 at night and the, you know, years before I met him, um, thinking, Oh, that's just, you know, how can a guy be like that? And i do one of these big guys. You no, know, you can tell the moment. When you're in that situation and that dazzle, when, when something buddy really special walks in, you know, the, the, there's a different charge in the room. There's a different, you know, you know completely. And I, he, and he could feel him always. Yeah.
4: It, mm. it, it's and 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 I sat always. I always sat to Aaron's left in casting sessions. I was always right next to him. And after after being after doing it for almost 15 years, I didn't have to look at him. I could feel it. I I, I could just sense it just because he was sitting next to me, right. Um, i could look at his hands and see what he was doing I, I didn't have to look at him i would know what he was thinking and it's funny it's very rare that particularly towards the end that um i was wrong if if Aaron liked somebody i knew it if he wasn't gonna like him i knew it too it said i we didn't know i didn't always agree with him but i always knew his taste and i gotta tell you most of the time he was right most of the time, it's interesting, and, and when
2: we go forward on some of the episodes, I'm going to bring up one or two actors that I know were cast because of their look, mm. and and you know that was never my instinct, but it was a it mattered great deal to Aaron, and and um, some of the ones we cast on look, I thought we could you know, as Jessica once said, we the, the um, Chip talked about the WCDB on the scripts, we could do better, but thought mm. there were other actors there, but the look. It's Aaron and okay. It's, yeah, and I mean, it's one of his guys. They've done this show and that show, et cetera,
4: et cetera. It's interesting. Um, Aaron did something on nine oh two one oh that he didn't do on any other show. Um Aaron Aaron approved every single piece of casting. So what would happen is um
2: there's a great deal of trust between Aaron and I, you could see. <laughs>
4: <laughs> right. I've never done it before, so I don't blame him. But um, so we would go, I, I, we would, we would cast in the valley, and I'm telling you, my office was in the 5700 Wilshire building, and we would, I would, I would schlep over the hill, and that uh, that was a drive. And of course, cast was always five in the afternoon, would take three days to get over there. Um, mm-hmm. But um, <laughs> you know, and then I would come back. Either the and it was so
1: glamorous you know, when you got there.
4: None I, of I, I, the shits. It was like, uh, um, uh, yeah. I mean, what, from, I'm sure somebody talked about this, but the um, the studio was in a converted warehouse. You could drive right by. I mean, it was you know, you know, this was not this was not MGM in the 1930s. This was a warehouse. Um, uh, but um, so I would I would bring pictures and resumes back, and I would sit down and I would talk to Aaron about every single audition. And most of the time, he was like, okay. Great, fun. And both, every once in a while he'd fight. He'd go, you know, I don't know, I don't know what they look and blah blah blah. And then you know he'd be like, can I see films? So I'd have to call an agent and get a demo reel. All this now you could do on the computer, but in those days, no. It was all it was all sitting with pictures and resumes in front and going through these things. And you know, even at the end, every single episode, he 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 had to he had to look at, and he had to approve. Mm. So Aaron well, always is- go ahead, Jeff. Go on, Jess.
1: Aaron always talked about actors' eyes, and he would talk about the windows—the windows to the soul—and they were the windows to the soul. And he, I learned from him that he had—he wouldn't allow an actor who had small eyes. He looked for big eyes, open eyes. He preferred light color eyes to dark eyes. And but I got to—I got to see what he meant, because mm. a lot of the performances were going to be in that face, you know. Yeah. So, I will
4: say that that it has nothing to do with nine hundred two and zero, but I think that people will people will appreciate this. Auditioning is auditioning can be very terrifying.
1: Mm-hmm.
4: And, um, when you're auditioning for somebody who's a living legend like an Aaron Spelling, for a young actor it could be deeply intimidating. But I always said the toughest room I was ever in was when I mentioned this earlier. We did Lucille Ball's last series and sitting on the couch was Lucia Ball and Aaron Spelling and X to come in and read for the two of them. And I'm yeah. telling you, actors were literally shaking. Experienced actors, 20 years in the business, shaking like loose. Mm. Wouldn't you? Yeah. I was in the room and I was shaking. <laughs> All
3: right, let me ask you about this. Let me ask you about this
4: guy. I saw in, in, in the feed.
3: Yeah, so, we'll 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 get to her for sure. But let me ask you about about this guy. I don't think we can have a 90210 and show without uh, talking about Nat. I Think he was a critical member of the cast. Do you remember casting Nat, Joey Tata? Yeah.
4: Joey Tata, Tata. Tata was for many years my best friend. Um, and Joey was my idea. Um, I read the character, and 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 um, Duke Vincent, who was Aaron's partner, um. Uh, uh, also knew Joey really well, and between um, Duke and I, we 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 kind of pushed that hard to make that happen. Um, Joey's Joey's pretty extraordinary. Joey uh, Joey had done <coughs> Joey had done probably three hundred hours of television. I mean, the guy had been on literally every single episodic TV show. If you're a Batman fan,
3: yeah, I've saw some of that.
4: He's in like four episodes like goon number one on a t-shirt it's it's yeah I mean Joey Joey was um Joey never stopped working um, and you know it's interesting he kind of played that father figure in the show yes he had that relationship with the kids as well and definitely yeah, um um he was instrumental later as he was working more and more on the show he was somebody who actually helped keep Shannon alive mm Kind of interesting
3: one. That is interesting, yeah. Uh, Lily, I'm you know, little- he,
2: uh, I I knew about the Duke and you, but do you remember who we read against, who the other person was? Do you remember? I sure the hell don't. Yeah, he w- and because he walked in assuming it was his part. I- it was Frank Gorshin. God, I
4: don't remember that. I- well, I've- it
2: wasn't memorable. <laughs> you know, and, I think, and I think Tony was, I think um, uh, Joey was very surprised, was very happy. Yeah, because question went into the whole thing like it's his
4: and and uh, um, ironically uh, they knew each other well of course because they both were on Batman he actually worked with Frank on um, um, there's a it, it, it there's a famous story actually uh, with Joey. no Did he no oh uh, and or Frank well it's the two Gershin of them or? it's the two of them well they were oh okay the- sorry they stole the Batmobile <laughs> and Joe scene on a Fox lot. They were supposed to pull around a building and cut, and they didn't. They just kept driving. Joey driving. <laughs> right out the front gate. Joey waved at the guard. The guard waved back. Thing got on the Pico Boulevard, made a left turn and died in the middle of Pico. <laughs>
2: God.
3: That's brilliant. Um I
1: love
3: Joey. Yeah. Lily, do you have something for uh for Tony? You've been silent for a little bit Sorry. there. You- <laughs> yeah, go ahead and then we'll <laughs>
0: No, we're having some really strong thunderstorms right now. So my internet is freezing up. That's why okay. I'm... Billy
3: is in Connecticut kind of like- for all of us. Just a, just a, a geography <laughs> note there. <laughs>
4: Something like it should be here where you know, thunderstorms are every five minutes down. Yeah.
3: It? Do you, got, do you got one for Tony? Yeah,
0: we have several friend questions. Um, actually, what we did this week was we asked our viewers in the social media groups who were some of their favorite guest stars. So as I read their question, I'm going to be sharing who their favorites are with you guys. Cool. So um, one of the first ones is from Daniela Lopane. She's one of our viewers from Italy. Uh, her favorite guest star uh, during the high school years was Christina Leese who played Emily Valentine. She feels she had a major role, and she also liked the girl that played um, Tiffany, the one that was stealing with Brenda, the klepto.
3: I don't think we have a photo. Yeah, don't have a photo. Daniela's
0: question is: um, Who who was also in the running for Brenda's role?
3: Good question.
4: Was it
0: was Melissa Coolidge? We heard.
4: That could be.
0: There's also rumor that Melissa Coolidge, yeah. the girl who later came back and played Joey, or the mom, the teenage mom.
4: Yes. Yes. Yes, she was.
0: Was she in the running for Brenda yes. at one
4: point? Down her. The park? Yeah. That is true.
2: Okay. Oh, Kristen Ditello, is that her name? Yes. That's exactly,
4: and that, awesome. Thank you. It was her and Christian and Kristen we took to the, to the network. And that's it. It was her brother, Brian, who was the guy we took to the network opposite Jason. Because if the two of them had got it, they would have been real brother and sister in real life.
3: Oh, interesting. Yeah, so very interesting. I'm
4: old, but not that old. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's
3: a good person to bring up, though. Christina Lee gets cast as Emily Valentine. Do you recall? Incredible,
4: act, incredible actress. And and um, um, Eric, Aaron loved her, and rightfully so. I love. her. performance her. was amazing. She was I really great. Her.
3: Yeah.
4: You wrote the
2: trip she
1: was cast in, Jessica. Yes, I did.
3: What was, was she uh, like for you, Jessica, working with Christine?
1: I loved working with her and I got to know her in real life. And I, I really loved her. I loved her character so much. And I loved writing her character and I loved the reveal when she took off her motorcycle helmet. She, she did a great job. She and Luke were really, she, she and Luke got really close. They were really close. And she and Brandon. Yeah. Eventually. And Brandon got <laughs> yeah <laughs>
4: perfect, exactly.
3: Chuck, yeah. do you have a couple you said you have a couple of good ones that you wanted to bring up.
2: Oh, you mean the people who got cast?
3: You were, you were, I know you mentioned...
2: Uh... Well, I want to talk to you about Jennifer Grant. Uh, How did Celeste, she played Celeste London. Celeste. So yeah. This had to be the telephone call from Diane Cannon, the mother to Aaron, saying, meet my daughter. Is that... Because she was terrific. We liked her. Then she wasn't doing the show, and she really didn't become an actress. <laughs> so, it was a, so we were the test out to see if she liked it
4: yeah i got the call um um i got the call from renee kamer renee was aaron's executive assistant uh can you meet this can you meet this actress and um the minute the minute i heard the name i knew who it was and why and yeah diane had called aaron and then yeah and then we you know then i got the you know let's send her over 90210 let's do something and blah 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 yeah i think she i think she really hated it i don't think it was i don't think it was the world she wanted to be in.
3: Yeah, interesting. Um she
1: didn't hate nine oh two and oh she hated acting. Acting
2: acting yeah. himself, yes. And probably out out I you you thank you for the
3: clarity on
1: that. Yes.
2: She really was. We really everybody enjoyed her. She was very she definitely was Cary Grant's daughter. Yeah. Very very
3: wonderful yeah. person. Yeah. person. How about this dude, Deshaun Hardell? Deshaun. Great kid. Love Great, kid.
4: Love Deshaun. Great kid.
3: Do you remember Fred casting
4: Williams. Williams. Yeah. yeah. No i go. <laughs> <laughs> not we got him well, we had a very good
2: uh tony introduced i had a choice of two casting directors one was a woman team they were they were really entrenched in hollywood and the other one was kind of felt a little more indie to me although she had done a sitcom so i went with diane uh young and so she could find she was pretty good at finding college actors you know who was especially over at ucla who was happening at ucla and Krez was happening in his year, and walked in, and um, you know the one thing that you could always say about some of those, uh, you know, the UCLA actors is that you know that that in, at least in one sense they're classically trained. They were trained to be an actor, and and if they don't get if they you know the difference between acting for the stage and acting for the little screen.
4: Yeah. Yeah.
2: And you know, yeah. I remember once. We we there was a Broadway show that was here at the old Schubert. I like think City of Angels, yeah. and the lead of City of Angels was so fabulous. I called Paul, and I forget what role we were we were doing, Jeff. But I said, "Come on in and do it." And she's there reading, and she's like you know, all over the map. <laughs> so you got to be
4: smaller, smaller. You know, going to the balcony when there isn't one. Yeah. yeah,
3: exactly. I always thought this was a great casting too for Steve's dad, Rush here. Oh uh, yeah. Uh, I know we haven't ever talked about him on this show, but do you remember casting some of the parents and particularly Steve's dad? I always thought that it was his dad.
2: Do no, I want to know, did Tony remember the name of the actor?
3: No, oh, because I don't know it. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and, uh, Jessica? You know, it's, I know you do. Left my old person brain, but he's somebody who was. Oh, he's Jed, he's Jed Allen. He's Jed, Jed Allen. Yeah, yeah. You know, he had, a, he had done a, a ton of it. work and he'd been on it some soap. He was, but he looked. They looked so much alike, and he was yeah. so perfectly cast for that role. It was great, and, also, yeah. and, and I'm sure Aaron knew him.
4: Well, Probably. Jeb was also a director, so. Well, he
2: looks like somebody who'd have a cocktail with Duke too, you know,
3: too truly, really. <laughs> or two. <laughs> um, but I think he passed away around the same time that uh, Luke did.
4: Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, not long ago. He
2: also was in a very interesting episode that we did, and it really was. I'd love to, Tony to remind us about it because I know you do remember this one. Is that we uh, there was a, uh, a an athlete that wanted to come on our t- wanted to dabble and see if he wanted to be an actor. So I get the call from Tony, and
4: so, I uh, um, Chuck and I who who've been friends for a long time because of the show. One of the things that Chuck and I um, um, share is a dire love of baseball. We, we, we love baseball. And I um, I was very blessed to call, as one of my closest friends for many years, Barry Bonds. Yeah. And um, uh, I, I had met him um, uh, through um, his, his baseball agent, and Barry had had a desire at one time to pursue an acting career on the backside of baseball. And so um, Aaron – with Chuck's blessing, um, wrote a role for Barry in the show, and it was great. It was really, it was really fun. It was really good. He's a great guy.
2: Well, the thing I remember too about it was that, um, you know, he two things. One is that went in the show, and then to see him the year afterwards. But the the when we were doing the show, he had two days of work. One day he was in a father-son foursome. So he was out on the golf course with Ian and Jed Allen and uh, and I think his father, it wasn't it wasn't uh, Bobby Bonds. it wasn't his real father, it was an actor. Right. And, but right. the four of them were together, and that, and now it's the next day, and whatever scenes he was doing, it was on the set. It was on our stages in Bad Eyes. And I'm walking down, and he comes to me, he's holding the script, so says, so, Man. What is this? I've been sitting around here for hours. <laughs> <laughs> and I just said, Barry, you you wanted to be an actor. You know, What's just, just it, you know. And uh, and I and then a year later, on a on a terrible week for all baseball fans, the week that actually a strike happened that ruined the season, a few days before I get to call. Tony says, Come down to the office, and it's Barry Bonds, you and I. And the Schmegeggi, who was with um, Heisinger, who and they own the team. They own the team in Miami. Steve, um,
4: Steve, uh whatever. Yeah, are. that guy. And he
2: walks oh, yes. in and he starts talking and you know explaining to Barry Bonds, you know what the owner's position has to be and where the players are wrong. Mm-hmm. And he's going on and on. That's not what we were talking about. He came into you know I I finally turned on. he said, "Were you a baseball fan before you got the gig?" And he finally said, "No, I really wasn't." Yeah, <laughs> and then I think I said something like, "Oh, I couldn't tell that."
4: <laughs> um, uh, Barry, Barry told this amazing story about when he was doing that feature film where the little kid pitched in the major leagues. The, 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 the little, uh-huh. That that was that little that was a feature, and Barry was in. It. He was still playing for the Pirates at the time. And in the script, it said it said that he had to foul off the pitch. And there's there's like a major league pitcher. Who's actually throwing right off camera? And Barry turns to the director and says, You want me to foul the pitch off? The director goes, Yeah. Barry goes, Which way do you want it? That's how, good, that's how good of a hitter he was. He actually could foul it off. And you want it to go down, you want it to go up, you want it to go left, where do you want it? And he did it. Crazy. Exactly where he wanted it.
3: Mm-hmm. All right. What about, what about this person? You know, we have an obsession with her here on the podcast, Kathleen Robertson. Uh, we've been trying to get her on the show. I'm going to comment on that in a second, but do you remember uh, casting Kathleen?
4: Yeah. I, what I remember most about Kathleen was making a deal. That was tough. That was hard.
2: Well, that was after the fact. You see, yeah. she came in to read for an episode, the yeah. Chancellor's Daughter, we liked her. She was funny. We wrote one again. We and we liked. Her. Then another one. We liked her, and then she was in the finale. Mister Walsh goes to Washington. That Jess and I did with Steve, and so and she was. It was registering on all cylinders, and that's when Tony had to come in and make the deal. Yeah, not I, a
1: good time.
2: No, a series deal, you know, a different yeah, kind. It was. Yeah. Really,
4: it was really tough, and and she was getting very hot around town. So uh, it, it, she was. She was getting very. Um um
2: she
4: had a, she had a lot of um activities. opportunities yeah Say again. She had a lot of opportunities like yeah, I mean we, you know we weren't alone here. we weren't on an island at that point. yeah it's, it, it's you know
3: there was- oh, Tony, she's still hot around town because we want her to come <laughs> on the Beverly Hills 90210 show podcast. <laughs> Kathleen, if you're watching, please come on the show now I Larry's not with us this week. But I asked him if he, I asked him to record something if he was able to get a hold of her. So this, Peter, I wish I had better news. I have not heard from Kathleen. I thought we had a good end. I
2: thought we had a good relationship. Uh, I'm not going to take it personally, but I have not heard from her yet. I just only hope soon.
3: So Kathleen
4: what was in your um, now. That's
3: um, it. You stop, know, stop. I'll, I'll, I'll talk to you
4: offline about this. Let me reach out to her. Per team. I can't say that I can make it happen but I'll 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 make a call. You t- will
2: make this man in yellow so happy.
4: Yes,
3: my my uh, my, yeah. well, I, my it, teenage crush. Yes. Uh, uh Jessica, did you no, have no a
4: note on this? Right no, but 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 I mean, you know, all we can do is ask. Him, yeah, yeah, for sure.
0: Well,
4: you we know, some of his Disney me. magic. Yeah. Jessica. going to what the heck. <laughs> <laughs> so, um
1: Jessica, go ahead.
3: What did you say? You, you had something. I
1: wanted I, I wanted to say that as we're talking about casting, I have to share with Chuck my greatest casting opportunity. Chuck Rosen cast his daughter, Lindsay, who is now a very, very famous television writer Yay. as girl number one <laughs> in a couple in a, some scene where we needed a little girl. Right. And I got to cast my daughter as girl number two. And they appeared together, these two little girls who were five years old and four years old, four years old and three years old. And it is a wonderful memory for us because we have footage of our children and they got to know each other then. And it's a lovely memory.
4: I also got to cast my
1: own father as a very old man in the episode with Milton Burl, where they one of the residents in the nursing home.
3: Lily, you had a question about the Milton Burl episode, didn't you? I think you showed me that. Um... Maybe? Did I make that up? Go ahead. What you got? Go ahead. You can go for whatever you have. Don't worry about Milton.
0: Yeah, I kind go. of had them in order by yeah. Seasons. No um,
3: I'm sorry. I went off. So,
0: Zara Brown, um, she says 9020 had so many great guest stars. A few of her favorites from the high school years was also Christina Lise, um, James Pickens Jr., who portrayed Henry Thomas. Yeah. Uh, she liked Dan Barron, who played Nicky Whip. During the college years, she loved Cress Williams and Dina Mayer, who played Lucinda Nicholson. But she wants to know, how did Ann Julesky get the role of Jackie Taylor? Because in the pilot, it was Pamela Galloway.
3: Oh, great question.
2: Okay, well... Um, <laughs> You know, there were things I really liked about the pilot and there were a lot of things I didn't pay any attention to. And that was one of them. I Mm -hmm. I didn't even know that I didn't even know that Kelly's mom, Kelly had a mom in the pilot. Interesting. And, and, you know, we had a couple of Luke fathers before Luke, we had to cast one who really could act. It didn't, I wasn't going to spend, you know, every dollar counted. So until we really needed the actor to be front and center and and, and, and you know make some more effort in casting to find the right person, didn't care that much about it. I know, and I told Ann Gillespie uh, why I cast her um, and you know was so happy about it. On the very last episode of 90210 that was filmed in season 10, The Wedding, mm-hmm. he, my kids wanted, I don't know, if you probably don't know this, Jess, my kids wanted to go. So Karen and I and all three of our kids went to the Hilton and the wedding was the last day. And so Luke was there, you know, he's still with the cat, Jenny, or, you know, the, all the cast members who were there. And, and Anne was one of the actors who was there as well. And Anne Gillespie did a series. She didn't have that great long of a resume at that point, but she had done a series called Cop Rock that was done by Steven Bochco. And as I said to Tony, you know, in, in, in passing, I said, you know, it was hard in the beginning to get really some actors of of, of um, uh, that, that were in demand actors to come that you'd see on the other shows to come in and read for us. And then here was this really nice looking woman that just exactly had a nice spelling look It actually I think even had a spelling credit. But it was Cop Rock. And I told her that I said, you know, you did Cop Rock. And she laughed because the reason she got to do cop rock is that her ex brother in law or her cousin was was Greg Hoblet, who was the direct one of the directors and really close to Botchko, yeah. and it was a nepotism thing, which Jessica just talked about nepotism, and I've said that Aaron and I and Jessica we got we we believed in nepotism; it was a good thing, and so I, I admire Greg Hoblet for doing that, and but that is why. Oh, she's good enough for Hoblet. Yeah. Okay, yeah, and she's good for
4: here. You know, I gave her a leg up because of that. Yeah, yeah. I'm not even sure we ever called on Pamela Galloway. It's possible she wasn't available. You know, but I—I'm I, oh, sure. Oh, maybe you did. I—I would. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't recall. You know. Right.
3: Um, um, let's talk about this person now. We talked about last week Shannon leaving the show. That was a big thing that we talked about. Uh, so Shannon leaves, and I guess at some point you're thinking about replacing that person. Not you know with Brenda, but you do bring in Tiffany Amber Thieson, uh, and I know that she's been asked about here uh, in the yeah. gallery. Talk about that process. I know that it's been mentioned that there were a few names uh, in the mix for that.
4: There were um, uh, Aaron. Aaron loved Tiffany Thieson loved her she had done something else for us who remembers what it was um uh, it, you know she guessed it on something else or come in for something and aaron really loved her um and um i remember that that he was he was excited that we got her i remember that he really liked her and the network really liked her um a lot of people i mean I'm sure a lot of people who are watching remember that tiffany was Tiffany was pretty well established from Saved by the Bell. You yeah. Know? Um, um, and you know, even 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 as successful as we were at that time, some people thought that was a gap to get her. You
0: know. Mm-hmm.
4: By the way, um, like I said, a lot of these, a lot of it comes full circle, right? It, 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 it all comes back around. Um, um, uh, Tiffany comes to Parks all the time. She's now a celebrity chef. Yeah. Place. She takes part in our food and wine festivals both at Disneyland and at Walt Disney World. So we've been working with her again. So, you know, everything all is new again. So,
3: okay. But they, I think someone said Alyssa Milano was up for that, ro- that role, that role. She was. And what was and what was that process like for you to um,
4: Alyssa was probably really pissed off at us because I think if memory serves, she kind of thought she was gonna get it. And at the same time alyssa had been up for a pretty pretty good role um in a movie that we had done uh that a now convicted criminal Laurie Laughlin ended up doing that was unkind that was that, that sorry i went for the joke i apologize <laughs> um uh, uh, I
3: get it yeah uh, we
4: made a we made a movie based on a on a Sidney Sheldon novel called uh, stranger uh, stranger in america that Lori started and a lot of people thought Alyssa was going to get that job. In fact, she was up for it. So it kind of happened twice. Mm-hmm. So I'm not sure that Alyssa was a big fan of 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 um, um of of us in those days. However,
2: she, she did charge, right?
4: Yes, yes, that was kind of the that was kind of the, the payback. And uh, again, another big Disney parks fan. So she comes all the time. So there you go.
3: One more thing about Valerie and Zara, Zara brought this up, and I saw a couple of people bring this up. Brian didn't know Tiffany was going to be casted. They were dating. Uh, he mentioned this when when uh, he was on our show. Do you do you recall that that Brian uh, did not know? Or
4: yes, I do remember that vividly. You know, <laughs> I remember that. Yeah, it's like you know, um, um, I was talking to probably I was probably talking to Tiffany's agent. When we were making the deal, and you know, you know, she and Brian are dating. know and I said great not sure how relevant it is to the to the to the case at bar but it it, it was like you know
2: yeah great you know it was one of the recurring themes of season five off camera though
1: yeah yeah. it was very challenging yeah I mean we had a lot
4: of conversations yeah there were you know um um this cast was you know they were very close. There was a lot of there was a lot of
3: talking going on. Hey, uh, Lily, I know you're gonna ask about this, so I'm gonna I'm gonna plug it up for you. Stuart. But he's somebody else. Yes. Well, go ahead. Yeah.
0: Yes. So actually, um, Omar Daniel, he wants to know about the casting process for the second role that several of the actors had. For example, David Gale appeared as a bellhop in the palm episode in season one and then he came back in season four as Stuart Carson uh, C- Gordon Curry who played cousin Bobby um, the Walsh cousin later on came back as Danny Five the drug dealer uh, what was the casting process like for the second role were they asked to come back because everyone loved them or did they come back and audition came
4: back in audition um, uh, I remember on came one back one and of, audition yeah they always came back and auditioned um, Um, I remember on one of them, I don't remember which one it was, but I got it. Aaron Aaron didn't recognize the actor in the picture, right? But when he saw the rough cut, he went, I know that actor. Wasn't he in the show before? My phone rang. Wasn't he in the show before? I'm like, oh, crap. So, (laughs) Uh So... uh, yeah, Aaron. He was a bellhop in season one or whatever the world. You know, you know. I don't ever
1: want to see that again, Cliff. <laughs> <laughs> so my my friend Lou DiMaggio played uh, a photographer in one of the episodes. He he photographed them at prom, and we brought yeah. him back to photograph them again because we figured, well, he's a photographer. He got the gig right. Yeah. Yeah. But we also brought him back to be a Christmas tree salesman in one of the uh, the. Christmas episodes, and in our minds, if we, if Aaron had ever really got mad about it, we would have just said, "Well, the poor photographer wasn't getting a lot of work, so to make extra money, he worked as a Christmas tree salesman." <laughs> that was this backstory in our minds. You know, thing, <laughs> just in case, yeah. it, it, you
4: know, the again, just as an aside, the series that is famous for that is Law and Order. Mm. Well, yeah, space. because there's only so many actors in New York, and they've gone exactly. through
1: every one. Only exactly. so many.
4: And in fact, <laughs> a couple of years ago in the Tony Awards, they did a whole montage of it, and they picked five or six actors out of the audience who were there, like nominated for Tonys. You know, so-and-so has done like this, but, but, but they're showing them like six times on different episodes of Law & Order. So that's that's the right.
1: Yes, exactly. That's very cute. Uh, how,
3: about,
4: how about Dean Kane? Is that on your list Lily? Is Dean Cain on your list? It so, is. Yeah. I saw in the comments. Yeah, I also really love Dean Cain as Rick. Uh, yeah. Uh,
3: yeah. Yeah. As Rick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
4: Well, that's the
1: only one him. Brenda she called him Rick with her fake French
3: accent.
1: Monsieur Rick. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
3: yeah. But, but um Yeah, and
2: actually someone got paid to help her uh do that French accent. act that I friend of mine was a drama coach came in and that's what the they that came was. up with. Yeah. Who knew? Um, but the um, you know the thing about Mr. Reek and I was going to bring it up. It is the only time because Karen wrote all those French going to France, you know, shows. So there we were. We were a little. And the truth is, Paul would, would you know harass me about this, but he wasn't right. I I focused a little bit more. If Karen wrote the script, I had to make it you know I had to work a little harder to please her and make sure everything was that all the eyes were dotted and the T's were crossed. And we, one of the people who came in to read for the part was Mark Kiley, who ended up, uh, and we loved Mark Kiley, and his reading was great. Yeah. But uh, spelling, Mr. Spelling wanted a look, and, and it was the only time, Tony, in my memory of it, I'm sure there were others, when, he, when that happened. Once in a while, I remember him saying to you or me, maybe once or twice out of that, especially in the yeah. earlier years when he was more involved, go back to the well. You know find somebody else, yeah. but I don't. because the only one that we said this one, he said no, this one, you know. Dean, fine, and then we bought Mark back to play the uh, the teacher, so exactly,
3: yeah. Gil Myers, right? Yeah, talked it? about him one other time, you
4: know, yeah. You know, it, it, if an actor's career does this, right, we caught Dean as he was going up, well, he's um, just starting out, yeah, yeah, and um, you know, obviously has gone, you know, had, had, had gone to great, um, uh, you know, great success, and um. You can look at any number of television shows from our era, before or after. I'll give you an example. I, 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 I earlier in the pandemic, I watched a bunch of episodes of The West Wing. Go, mm-hmm. go watch the first few seasons of The West Wing. I mean, half of half of primetime TV is guest starting roles in that show, right? It, 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 it's like they, you know, they, they start somewhere, right? And they show up in three line roles, and you're like, hey, there's, you know, so yeah. the, the one does, that we had. One that we had
2: a starting out for a guy was in our third season when we uh, in the beach club second time around, we wanted to have uh, Andrea have a boyfriend kind of so that, you know, Luke, I mean, uh, you know, uh, Brandon getting his scans and and it was Peter Kraus We did four episodes with Peter Krause. We went on to do everything from six feet under and that. And he was so good. He was great. You remember him, Jessica. He was so. I remember him in the audition and the thing. He's just like, well, this guy is just so solid. Mm. And uh, the
1: the one that killed me was uh, I really, really wanted Carrie Russell to play the part of Tony Marchette, and I've talked about this before here. Aaron Aaron wouldn't let me, and he said he he pretended it was because she had curly hair, and he didn't like that, and he wound up hiring. Um, they have the Butcher, Hayard. Yeah. Yeah. Hayard, who had the same hair. And it turned out it was because Aaron him. was saving Carrie Russell for Malibu 2000. Right. Oh, right. Just- by the way, you mean that Aaron? Was- Wait a second. Wait a second. I'm
2: confused. You mean that Aaron had an agenda? <laughs> <laughs> um, by the way, are we going to talk about the Oscar nominee who, who was in our show? That was, pe- was post Jessica and me. You weren't there with Hillary Swank, were you? No. no. So we were gone.
3: Yeah, um, season eight. I, that Lily, what, do you, what else do you have? I was going to ask what. So I, would-
0: I, I have about four more, but I have one very important one. I don't know how much time we have left.
3: A little bit. Go ahead.
0: Okay. So. Um, okay. So. Beth Wiederspiel wants to know, well, her favorites were also Emily Valentine, Jennifer Grant also, um, but she would like to know which actors started off as guest stars but became regulars, and were there any who came in and really didn't vibe or get along with the cast and were either cut or recast?
3: Yeah, that's probably, yeah, go ahead. Mm, that's a lot. Good question,
4: though. God. <laughs> well, obviously, um, obviously Tori was a guest star and became a series regular, mm-hmm. as technically Luke was. Kathleen, Technically, probably. Joey Tata was. Joey certainly was. Yeah. I
2: didn't do that right. Um, and Mark Damon. Well, no, Mark Damon. We cast knowing he was going to uh, yeah. come back and do that. also. Um, that that wasn't.
4: You applicable. know, um, I don't. I don't recall any guest star that came in and was such a disruptive influence off camera. That they no, I
2: don't either. Everybody that wasn't our show. I I did I did fire a director. I did fire a director and prep because he was so obnoxious. Um,
3: really, that's interesting. It that
2: was me. <laughs> <laughs> it's so obnoxious. Yeah, yeah, Mr. Pilney. He, he got a partial screen credit on it because he he was a writer director, and it just didn't work out. But never happened
4: with an actor. No, you know, it's
2: yeah, a good bunch, you
4: know. Yeah, it's one of those things where um, you know, think about this. How often how often are you a guest in somebody's home and behave completely awfully and obnoxious? Right. Well I, I do know
2: there was at least twice both the guy who played the the, the summer school teacher in season two, who was on Elvis, <laughs> and the um and the Oddly enough, the nurse, when Dylan was going through his dreams of Dylan McKay, I saw that as someone, you know, he was going through all this spiritual stuff and going on, what's going on, but that was somebody we could have written the table with, and you know, starting right there in a personal relationship, a different element. And the actress just wasn't that interested in being there. You could just tell by the performance. So yeah. we you stopped that. So that happened that that time. So that's that's not jiving. Personality-wise, but creatively, it wasn't
4: sure. happening. You know, it's one of those things where it again, to use a baseball analogy. It's like you come in to a very tight clubhouse mid-season because you've been traded there, and you may know the people, but you don't know them well, and you're going to keep your distance.
3: Yeah, for sure. Yeah.
4: So kind of goes like that.
3: That was social distancing before it was a, a thing, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Lily, I'm going to let you go for one or two more, and then we're going to kind of wrap up here. So, who, what else you got?
0: Uh, I'll whatever. I can't get in. Maybe Chuck, I'll just email you so I can get these girls an answer. But I have a a Lily question right now. I was doing some homework and I came across an article from 1991. So I'm going to give you two words and I want you to tell us all about it. Casting house.
4: Casting house? Ring a
0: bell? Yeah. What is that? Apparently there was some kind of scam that they did.
3: Oh,
0: they weren't affiliated with the show. Yeah, but yeah I, I, Chuck, you remember
4: this? I, Not at all.
2: Not at um, all. Maybe it'll destroy my memory.
4: But. Um, um, Diane and I ended up at Ira Reiner's office downtown. He was DA of of of. of he was that, the DA for a while. Right, right. and uh, there was a scam that people were like selling auditions to 90210. It was a complete scam, this casting house thing. And Aaron heard about it, and he sent. Me and Diane and we went down and we we did a press conference, you know, as had a casting for Spelling and the casting director for the show, and that it has nothing to do with nine hundred two and and you know that, that that legitimate casting is done through licensed talent agents and 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 us. Um, yeah, we uh, it's if you if you were to Google my name and Ira, Ryan, I did. <laughs> you'll find an article. You'll find an article. I did. Uh, yeah, that's crazy.
0: Yeah. yeah. Apparently, they were uh, putting flyers on high school lockers and charging people twelve dollars to audition, and it Jeez. was like this big thing. Yeah.
3: Wow. Yeah. Pretty Who good. else I you get got? Right. You any other? Any other interesting?
0: Um. So Julia Band would like to know how how Paul Johansson was cast as John Sears. Oh, good,
3: good, good one. Yeah. Let's see. I got a picture there.
2: Um. He walked in the room. At <laughs> a was. wasn't he
1: jason's friend and, yeah well that's there that was a
2: the thing if you were i think we've mentioned it Jess. if you were canadian and a canadian. guy that's <laughs> and and a working actor had about two or three five didn't matter Jay said, you know can you find a part four and we always did because they were good guys i yeah, mean without exception he wouldn't recommend it and me i was uh my kids were in when a a, a school elementary school at the time and a lot of actresses were in that same school they would come up to me they were actresses moms and they played different board of education parts nurse here and there same thing you know if it's in the Uh,
1: especially you know people had to make their health insurance so every now and then you'd give an actor a job a small job because they needed they needed a credit so that they could get health insurance
3: nice uh (laughs)
4: It was the once a year that we had to give a job for Army Archer or Selma Archer,
2: right?
4: <laughs> yeah. Uh,
3: yeah. How about this person? I don't. Chuck, we've never talked about her. I mean, Lily mentioned okay. her before. Nikki Nikki Wit, right? Is that in a bear,
2: And she's such a nice in person. Man. I haven't seen her in a number of years, but I'd run into her. She was a big nine hundred two and person, and she had a kind of heart. She wanted us to basically do a one well, because we already, you know, why why don't we have the cast to do an episode in Africa? I was just
1: gonna say she was the one she wanted to do an ep- she wanted to do an episode in some sambulia. And I said, You mean Somalia? And she <laughs> said, Yes, yes, Somalia. Yes.
3: Be- so I think she was in a she was in a big vacation movie, I yeah, think. Yeah. Right?
1: Oh, yeah. She a, yeah, she was a kid.
4: So we just did um the season premiere of the Goldbergs, the T V series on ABC. Yeah. Was done at Disneyland this year and uh so we so we brought the entire and i was out there um um and they're a great bunch of guys and what they did was they did a parody of um of vacation they got to disneyland and it was closed the gag was they got there too early and they were of course let in but dana Barron, along with um her older brother on the show uh, in the uh-huh. movie, played security guards dana great. Um, yeah it was great it was a great gag and, and and uh, christy brinkley was in the episode too it was really it was really fun oh, very- um mm-hmm. but dana um uh Dana's had some health issues um, no. right? um but, had
1: kidney uh, problems right
4: yeah oh. um, but but has but has bounced back
1: so,
4: um i i see a comment on the right side somebody said that pj jason and brad pitt were roomies before any of them made it i do remember Going through a file around the 90210 time with a bunch of pictures and resumes in my mm-hmm. office. And Brad Pitt's picture and resume was in that file, I remember.
3: Wow. Yeah. And yeah. you just skipped it.
4: No, I didn't even skip it. He probably came in for something, but you know, it, it, it was, it's not always the right marriage of actor and role. So,
3: for sure. That makes sense. May not have been right. Uh, Lily, you got any more?
4: I do. So, I
0: found the uh, Milton. Burl um comment. It wasn't a question, but Val Marin says that Milton Burl was one of her favorite guest stars. Also Dana Barron um, and, and uh, Rebecca Gayhart. Uh, but Val wants to know: were there any actors that you really wanted for a part, but they just refused to do it? And also, were there any care char- were, were there any actors that you had difficulty casting uh, because of the type of characters they were portraying? For example, uh, Brandon's girlfriend on the beach, Brooke, she was kind of a racist. That's racist. Yeah. A, a great question. So.
3: Who's that? Who asked that?
4: Oh, the racist. Mal yeah. so. Good
3: question. Yeah. yeah.
4: Um, you know, um, most actors won't hesitate to take a role like that because, particularly in episodic television, because it gives them an opportunity to dig their teeth into it. Yeah. Little chops. So you know, I think most of the people in an audience are intelligent enough to know that 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 the role they play is not a reflection of them as people. Sure. So um, if somebody's playing a racist, it certainly doesn't mean that they're racist. They're 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 playing the play. That's what they do. Right. Um, so I don't, um, you know, I, I know of some examples that are outside of Beverly Hills, 90210 where actors have refused to play roles. The most famous one is. There's a brilliant British actor governor, Derek Jacoby, uh, probably arguably the greatest living classical actor of our time. Uh, Derek Jacoby was offered the role of Hannibal Lecter in Silence of the Lambs before Tony Hopkins, and he said it was too reprehensible he couldn't play it. Mm-hmm. And look what happened. In, <laughs> um, in
2: 90210 in 90, uh, time, I made three uh, overtures to actors to see if they wanted to come on. Um, I wanted Lorenz Tate, uh, who's uh, really was doing great at the time and he knew and he knew Brian and I thought he would be really good, um, not just for squash it, but to be a friend and you know just just thinking about him. I reached out to uh, on a stunt cast, I reached out to Martin Lawrence and Martin Lawrence actually called me back and he just said, I can't do it. I'm not allowed to do it. It'd be so much fun. So that was nice. And then the the, the actress, was the star of um, of the remake of Father of the Bride. Um, I remember I took my oh, daughter to Father of the Bride. Carla Gugino? Oh, oh, oh yeah. Gugino,
4: yeah,
2: I think that's her name. She yeah. no, was, was
0: her uh, son-in-law with Polly
2: Shore. Well, she was the uh, student at Northwestern when she did it. And I said, you want to forgo your senior year and come out and be with us? and." Uh, she didn't she wanted to be have her senior year. Wow. But she was um, but she interested me. I remember seeing that with uh with Lindsay. I want to just say one thing to Tony and appreciate it because you're a Disney man. You know, when we did the, all those episodes in Paris, we shot at Universal. And one of the lines in the script was saying that we needed, uh, you know, like Brenda was worried about Donna because Donna didn't go to see um. Go out to see, go to you know, Paris Disney. She mm-hmm. didn't go on that field trip, and Universal would not let us film it until we changed the line. Well,
4: there you go.
2: And <laughs> we got the call. Do you remember that, Jessica? I got called on the, I got called no. on the thing, and I get on the phone and I say, you know, we're here because of Mr. Spelling and and uh, and 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 Mr. Wasserman. Do you would you like me to get Mr. Spelling to call Mr. Wasserman and mm-hmm. and tell him that tell her what's your name again? Click. But we did change the line. But
4: yeah, these days, they'll just gladly take the check. They don't care. Um, (laughs) um, uh, I can tell you with 100% assurity, the Milton Berle thing is Aaron called Milton. They they knew each other.
1: Well, actually, no. No, No, that's not what happened. Steve and I met Milton at a party. And we asked him if he would do it. And we had an experience with Milton that was different from every other guest cast experience. Milton demanded to participate in the writing of the episode. And he came into the office every single day as we were writing it to tell us how we should write it. And he read every page and told us how we should rewrite it. And and we, I mean, it was, it was really quite something. I came
2: up with the idea. idea. It was
1: Ian's idea for, we didn't know what Milton would play. But at the same time, Ian had come to us and pitched an idea for an episode about an old uh, guy with Alzheimer's. Mm -hmm. So we put it all together. We said we told Milton we had this role for him. Would he do it? And he said yes. And then after having done it, he loved it so and was so proud of it that he lobbied really, really hard with his friends to get himself an Emmy nomination. And it was we got the nomination. It was yeah, our only wow. no, Emmy nomination, our only and, one. And he and lobbied, 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 and Jane Meadows helped him. All these people helped him, and it was it was fun. And, yeah. and Mr.
2: And Aaron he made sure do. that I was going to be on the set every. He said, "Milton walks on the set, you are there." And I the only time I spent more time on that episode. That episode, anyway. I even went to that uh, old folks' house.
3: That we did.
2: The old Which star, is now the Archer
3: school, Archer school yeah, right. Uh, Todd H, who made those cool little uh, those little cars that we saw before with the logo on it, he wants to know about uh, Jack Canner, Jason's friend's friend.
2: That's that's who I'm thinking of when I think of Jason's friends. I think of uh, of David Cheryl. He was a nice guy,
1: very nice.
2: Brilliant. And, he, and uh, we brought him back for two. He's only supposed to do one. I
4: brought right. him back for two. And we brought him back for a second one, didn't we? Yes.
1: Yeah.
3: I think so, yeah. Uh, Lily, one more and then we're going to wrap this up. I'm going to combine
0: know. it um, okay. just to kind of wrap up what we have here. So Alicia Bogner and Brenda Burris, uh, they want to know who was the hardest character to cast, regular or guest, and any regrets with any of the casting.
3: Good questions. Glad you asked them.
2: Well, Luke was the hardest. <laughs> Dylan was the hardest. To yeah, cast. I was going to
4: say, uh, Luke was
2: well, Did you have any, Jessica, that was really, really hard, know. even after I left? You know, not Italy, that I remember, no. And, you know, yes, there are ones that we regret, but, you know, um, you know, it's not, not in any really big part. Uh, maybe the one, the actor, I mean, he became a preacher, so I can say, that the actor who played the drama teacher, you know, he knew he wasn't going to remain an actor as he was doing it. He was already ready to go uh i think you know down the spiritual path and so i don't think it was nothing was going on on the screen and so yeah i would like to take that back because beverly hills kids went to summer school it was a big oh, the thing elderly. if you were in beverly hills high school and so it was it was part of it you know so
4: you know that's just I, my feeling yeah i would also say in additional luke i i i think you've got to put brandon slash uh, Jason there because, Yeah, I wasn't there, so I don't know. Yeah, so you know, Aaron, Aaron always used to point to any any show he ever did. He always would point to a role and go, "This is the quarterback." Mm. And he always he obviously identified, you know, um, um, Brandon as the quarterback of the show, and you know, he he never hesitated to say, "If we don't get the right guy for this role, we're dead." And he was right. If it it, it it you know, none of us would be sitting here right now if it weren't for Jason or look.
3: Totally. Yeah, absolutely.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: All right. Well, this was a great, I, Tony, I think we could do well, a lot more with you. So come absolutely. back. Uh, we, we loved having you here. I said, I was yeah,
2: going to, you, know,
3: you. Uh, I was going to give away a shirt. I was going to give away a shirt, so I'm going to give it to Dana Canberg. She popped in. So Dana hit me up and I will, or I'll hit you up and uh, we'll figure it out. Thank you for the five-star review. Now, next week we're splitting again, right? Uh, Chuck and Karen are going to come on uh, for an episode called The Collaborators, and we're doing two episodes. Chuck, what are we doing? Tell us the two that we're going to do. We're doing the
2: two that we, first two we collaborated with. One is called Fame is Where You Find It. That was where Brenda was Laverne, and the next one is uh, Everybody's Talking About It, which was the ordeal about condoms.
3: So that, that would be did. That's Wednesday, and then Friday Larry's back, and we're doing the uh, season six ender uh, you say it's your birthday, where the Queen Mary and uh, that, that big birthday party. And so that's next week.
2: You should pre temptate just because it's Shabbat. You won't be on it, but you will probably have thoughts about it.
3: Yes, ma'am.
1: Shabbat's I'm late. Not- I don't have thoughts about it. <laughs> there are many episodes I would like to talk about, um, but that's I have. about what? I don't have any memory. Yeah. A zero memory. Okay, so we'll so I want to talk about one that's stuck.
3: Yeah. You got to watch
1: them.
3: Yeah, we'll send you some episodes for sure. Okay, and don't forget, guys, Beverly Hills 90210 showshop.com for all the shirts. We have a new one real quick. Let me see if I can plug this. I don't don't know if I plugged this one yet. The David Silver one that I mentioned this one. Keep it together.
0: Nice.
3: Winter, spring, summer, fall. Keep it together, David Silver. All right, guys, this was great. Tony, please come back, and I hope everything works out in Disney and people get back to the parks and and all that. Uh, I'm all about gratitude these days, Tony, so let me say uh, so many fans are obviously commenting and saying beautiful things about this show, but you have such a big, big hand in all of our memories. So thank you so much for the work that you put in the hours and Thank dedication you. in finding these people because they're they're so important to all of us and I'm sure even the the writers here you always probably oh,
1: absolutely
3: gave them a hand. We, in
4: we, the had, we had a lot. We had a lot of fun. We had a lot of fun. It was always right there.
3: All right, so we will see you guys next week and uh, thanks for listening. All right, guys and watching. Bye, Chas.
1: Bye, bye. Bye,
2: everybody. everybody.
3: Litter.